Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 31st, and I got a lot of stuff to go over. Um, let's go over the news first, some of the earnings reports. GM reported earnings. And let me get to my notes because it's up about 5% at about $38 per share. Um, uh, it reported earnings per share of $2.12, which was way above, way above the guidance um, or the estimates. The, the, what's really pushing it up about 5 6% is the guidance from GM that 2023 will be a quote-unquote banner year. Uh, that's absolutely ridiculous. If we are going into a recession, there is no way cars will be sold at the prices that they're currently currently selling. There's no way they're going to hold margin. This is a company that has been bankrupt way more often. Uh, they have said they are leading the electrification of America. Anybody that has any eyes open on, on the, the electric car business knows that's 100% not true. And they've sat there and said it with a smile. Do I believe that 2023 will be a good year for them? Absolutely not. This stock will probably trade up to $40 and you'll be able to buy it at 33 again. Uh, I hope that a short uh, ETF of GM comes out just like the short of Tesla comes out because this is just a great, great trading stock. Um, it is one one of those when you get down here in the low 30s, you just buy it, ride it up to 40. I mean, honest to God, that's all this stock is good for. Uh, one of the things that they did say was they are putting in uh, $650 million into Lithium Americas. Uh, LAC is the symbol for this one. Uh, this is one our algorithm got you in at 1891 back on January 5th. It's not one I cover. This is not one that makes money. But what's interesting about this one, had I looked at this one, I would have seen it. I mean, it was clear as day. There's a gap here between 23 and 2376. This one's up at 24 pre-market. So it's basically covering this gap. I don't suggest you get into this one today. Uh, yeah, it could probably go to 29 or 30. Um, but it's not making money. It's not the risk. You will be below 20 at some point in time. It's going to be touching this 200 day and you'll come down below the 200 day. But that was the only good things that get, that came out of that GM meeting was, Hey, they're investing in lithium. Uh, Exxon killed it. Absolutely killed it. Their stock is close to a 52 week high. Um, they're trading it down about 1%. Um, it's just because it's run so much. This is in the core portfolio. So I, I, I still hold it. The, the MACD is kind of crossing down. The nine days got this button hook. Um, if you wanted to get out of this one, I would not say, you know, fight you on this one. The 52 week high is 117. Do I think it's going higher? I think so. I just, you know, again, I've got this in a taxed brokerage account. Uh, it is long-term. My average share price is in the 30s. So if I sold this, there's a tax event. So I'm just kind of hanging on to it. It'll reinvest the dividends. Am I worried about it going down to 100? Not really. I mean, he, the, the price of oil is just going to continue to go up. Uh, China opening, it's just going to continue to go up. The war in Ukraine with Russian oil, there's going to be additional sanctions. It's going to continue to go up. 
So I'm not con- particularly worried about this one. McDonald's announced earnings. And while their uh, overall sales were down, they were able to make more money based on higher prices. Uh, McDonald's is a stock that I think is is close to its peak. I would say, you know, if it gets back down near 240, buy it again. This is not in our core portfolio. Uh, I am a fan of McDonald's when I am driving on the road. I am not a fan of it any other time. Um, I love it. Listen, if, if fast food were healthy, your boy would be all over this stuff. Um, the, the fruits and vegetables, it's not as good as McDonald's. Don't let anybody tell you that it's as good as McDonald's just creates this euphoric brainwave in me that it just makes me happy. Just makes me happy. Um, one of the reasons why McDonald's is down though, uh, in pre-market is they did say they're seeing, uh, and they expect continued inflation pressure. So, um, one that I wanted to bring up early is Pfizer. They announced earnings and, um, uh, it was kind of in line. This one has had just, this is in our core portfolio. I'm probably going to take it out after listening to yesterday's. If you don't listen to the All In podcast, it's basically four billionaire guys who play poker together who just talk about the state of affairs. Um, It's a lot of politics. There's a pretty mixed set of politics between liberal and conservative. Um, They are some big players. Uh, in that political field. So uh, they know some insider stories. It's great to listen to. I just find them super, super entertaining. What was interesting about it is they were talking about there is a revelation that Pfizer may have known significantly beforehand that their vaccine did not prohibit transmission of the uh, the COVID uh, uh, bacteria. So, or whatever it is. Um Uh, like the polio vaccine. The polio vaccine basically wipes it out and prohibits transmission. That's what we were told at the beginning. Um, Today, we know that the vaccine does not, it does not prohibit transmission. It lessens uh, the effects. It most likely probably, um, uh, you know, prohibits some transmission in that you don't have it for as long. Uh, and it, I, I do, this is not a, a knock on the, the vaccine, but we know that when they told us that if you get the vaccine, you won't transfer it, transmit it. Well, that just wasn't true. And that was part of the learnings of this, but it's come out that Pfizer knew about this well before they disclosed it. Um, which listen, Pfizer's in this to make money and they're making billions and billions of dollars off this vaccine. Uh, it is not a huge player in their portfolio makes me kind of not trust Pfizer as much. Um, And what was interesting about this, and this is why I might take this out of the core portfolio and I might actually get rid of my Pfizer, um, is those four guys on the All In podcast, again, across the political spectrum. That's why this has no political boundary whatsoever. There is no political statement here at all. All four of them said they will probably not get boosted again simple as that and and there is one guy who's in biotech um who is super super educated about this stuff um and there's also another guy chamath who is pretty you know pretty intelligent i I think he's a scam artist on 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 some of the spacs that he's laid out there but i think he's pretty intelligent and so 
For me, with Pfizer, with their earnings coming in, I'll probably wait till it gets to about the 47 level. I see this gap between 46 and 47. I don't know that it's going to get back up here to 50. It might. They might sell a bunch of um, stuff to China and you might see it back up at 50. But I'll probably wean my way out of this um, and buy some other biotech company. Uh, that's probably where I'm going with that one. Um, Joe wanted me to look at Peru stocks. I'll probably look at Peru stocks on YouTube live, not necessarily on this one because there's quite a bit, uh, quite a bit of stocks. He owns the stocks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, here's my take on this week. Uh, and, and we all know huge earnings week, Microsoft, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Google, Amazon, Apple, they all report later. Um, Powell, the fed meeting is today. He speaks tomorrow. Um, tomorrow at between two and two thirty is probably the most dangerous time to trade. That's when I see volatility and I'll follow the market. I might trade live while he's actually speaking because you could probably use those levered ETFs to make yourself five, 10% while he's actually speaking. Um, but what, what Powell says is going to be dangerous. Um, we'll probably hear a very similar message. Now, the expectation of the market is a quarter point hike. Uh, if we get anything else uh, in the news that comes out, I think it comes out at 1.30, 1 o'clock, somewhere around there. If we get any other news, expect the market to just react like crazy. Um, the last earning, the last Fed meetings that you saw, even though what, what we got was what was expected, the market just freaked out. But I think we're going to hear similar things about uh, the job market. And, and here's the, the way I see the week going. So Wednesday, you have Powell speaking, which should move the market. Thursday, you have the big uh, tech earnings, which should move the market. Friday morning, you have a jobs number coming out. That is the January jobs number. If the jobs number is super strong, uh, expect the market to tank. So here's my game plan on this one. Uh, if Powell speaks and does move the market, trade it. If the tech earnings uh, move the market, trade it. If the jobs number comes out and, and it's either strong or weak, trade it. You've got trading opportunities Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Today's your day to do your research and understand that you could do this. Um, so uh, the Wolf Research put out a, um, a note yesterday that says this is just a bear market rally. And we're kind of seeing the, the um, turnover of that. Uh, I talk a lot uh, about button hooks. And you're seeing that button hook right here in the SPY on the four hour. If we go to a daily, it, it's a little less pronounced of a button hook because you only have one candle on the daily. Yesterday's candle was the first negative one. It's still above that nine day. So you do have a little bit of a button hook. Uh, I'm not ready to call this one over yet. Because I do think that you get over this uh, 200 day and it's kind of pronounced itself over the 200 day. I think you have to wait A for Powell, B for the tech earnings, and C for the job market. Um, the Wolf Research uh, note was aggregate earnings uh, per share uh, is surprise is the smallest and the guidance is the weakest for years now. Um, so that's why they're saying, hey, you know, the market, I think once we're through Friday, 
I think you've got your clear direction of the market. If we're going down, you're going to see it continue to go down. If we're going up, you're going to see it continue to see it going up. I think once we're through Friday, you get a clear direction of the market. Right now, you've got a clear direction. It's up. Uh, it's up. If we continue, you're you're up here at you know covering this 420 420 gap in the uh, the 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 spy. Um, you know you could get back up here to the 440s. Um, but it, it, again, it depends on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, yesterday, uh, I traded live and, and some of you that watched saw, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond went into a crazy, crazy squeeze and we had what's called a triple bar. And I posted the, uh, the, the, the video about how I learned about the triple bar and how you can identify a triple bar. Um, on the upside and the downside. And Charlie from ZipTrader posted that video. I posted it in a private Facebook group. If you're not part of the private Facebook group, just go to the link tree down below uh, and you can click on that. And there's a Facebook logo right below my picture. Uh, just click on that, ask to join. Uh, the, the one question is who hosts this? My name is Gary. If you, boy, if you don't know your boy yet, my name is Gary. So answer that question, you get admitted to it. It's private because I keep it private. I kicked out two people yesterday for posting inappropriate things. They were trying to um, hijack it with crypto and probably scammers. Um, so I do keep an eye on that. Uh, if you want to be an admin, by the way, and have some uh, some some admin rights, just let me know. Um, I think there's a couple of people that I trust in there. So, uh, but... Yeah, if you want to be part of that, just go in there. I post some things. I posted a pretty good video yesterday that I took on Snapchat that some people liked. So slightly inappropriate, but it's fun. I got a voice message uh, on the podcast yesterday from Justin. He wanted me to look at two stocks, uh, ABML, American Battery Technology. Uh, this is one that has been a ski slope down, but it has been a super uh, up uh, of late. The algorithm got you in at 48 cents here, January 5th. This is one, the only reason this is going up is because every other stock that's been beaten down is going up. There is no other reason for this. And, and if you believe Wolf Research that this is just a bear market bounce, get the F out of this one. Um, it is not making money. You do have confirmation, and you've got big confirmation on this one. It's trading at $0.64. Cents. It went all the way up to $0.74 cents yesterday, um, and, and it's kind of it's down at $0.64. Uh, the MACD is super high. The RSI is at 59 If you're in this one, the volume has taken a, a, a leg up specifically yesterday. You can see that the volume is trending down on this one uh, while the stock is actually going up which is a fairly good move. You're above the 200-day. But the last time we got into this area above the 200-day was October. You went above the 200-day, and you immediately went from about $0.80. Cents, um, within a, about a week period, you were down at $0.60. Cents. This one at $0.48, cents, maybe a buy. Um, ABML, let's look at it. Um, this is a, a, I'm in Finviz looking at this one. Um, uh, do they even have a Finviz thing? I don't think they do. Uh, no, they don't have anything on Finviz. It's it's a uh, yeah, it's a tiny tiny stock. I'd be careful with it. If you're in it, I, I I my personal opinion, 
when it's under the 200 day, you can buy it if you want to take a risk on it. When it's over the 200 day, I'd probably sell it. That's kind of my thing on this one. And, and I think other people, I mean, it's a meme stock. Um, people are looking at it that it's got some news on it. If Finviz isn't covering that thing, you know, be careful. Uh, his other one that he wanted me to look into is plug. Now I drive an electric vehicle. I am, I'm so pro electric vehicle. Uh, there's nothing better than getting on a highway and some douche not letting you uh, uh, merge in and being able to just floor that thing and take that guy out. Uh, this plug power, again, December 30th, $12 buy-in. You had this button hook. The algorithm does not have you out yet, but it's close to getting you out. I can tell you at 15, 17, it's close to getting you out. That $12, you've made your 20%. If you're in there at that point, I would say you're definitely using this 200-day as a resistance level. The last time it got here was um, uh, August, it looks like. Let's look at a weekly because I don't even think it's going to have. Yeah, it does have a 200 day. Uh, you had just had this huge rise in this uh, all the way from 227 up to $63. And you've just continued to pull back. Uh, if we go to Finviz and we look at some of the fundamentals of plug, um, they're not making money. Their price to sales is 13, which is huge. They're expected to grow 51% this year. Uh, next year, 39%. Year to date, it's up 27%. Your 52-week high is 32, which you're 50% down on. Your 52-week low is 11. You're at 15. You're right in the middle. Kind of right in the middle. Uh, I don't know. You know, you, Last uh, UBS said $26 price target. They initiated with buy. Um, Concord Genuity in October said hold. They moved it down to 16. So you don't even have any kind of, you know, uh, analyst that's, that, that agrees on this thing. There's no real insider buying, but it's hydrogen and zero emission, emission fuel cells. Um, uh, other than the chart looking like a, a bit of a mess and it's about to turn over, uh, I would say that you know if you're in this one and you believe in it, continue to hold it. It's just not making money and it's probably more of a gamble than an actual, you know, I, I, you could put money into GM and probably make, uh, you know, a, a better long-term um, uh, decision than plug just because it's it's a risky one. It's just a risky one. Um, Dan Niles of the Story Fund thinks, again, this is the same thing as the, the uh, Wolf Research. It's a bear market rally and nothing has changed. He thinks most big tech will bring the earnings down. Wanted to bring that one up. We got a cross up on our favorite real estate short DRV. This is a three time real estate bear. We had just had a cross up on DRN. If you want to know how like just crazy the market is, DRN, uh, I think it was last week on Friday, th January 26th, I had a buy at 1219. You're at 1204. Therefore, the triple levered uh, bear fund gets across up here at 42.33. Um, it's trading at 42.51 right now. I don't know uh, 100% which direction this, this kind of ETF is going in, but we did have a cross up there. I posted it in the private Facebook group, posted it on uh, Instagram. I posted it on Twitter. Um, if you're not following me there, do it. Uh, one thing that we traded a little bit yesterday, not much, GNS. This one, uh, crazy. Crazy new highs. 
Um, it went all the way up to $7 yesterday, I think. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, it was $7 yesterday. Uh, this one is is a short squeeze, 100% a short squeeze. Uh, they did a spinoff uh, to try and um, kind of pull out the short squeeze, uh, just like Ape and AMC did. Um, the rally is probably, I. it's just news. I mean, that's all it is. Let's see where it is right now. We'll go to GNS on um on our Active Trader Pro. GNS is trading at do, 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 oh man, Active Trader Pro is at five twenty three. So uh, it its day range is five oh one. It's at five twenty three. I don't know. Does it have? Let's see if it's got any kind of confirmation on open here. Um, it doesn't. I mean, it's just kind of there. It's like the, all the rest of the short squeezes. It's just kind of going to play. Uh, I've got a list below of short squeezes that we can look at, that you can look at on your charts. Uh, and they're from ZipTrader. Uh, there is GNS, ATER, CYNG, BBBY, which we played yesterday. Uh, WISA, W-I-S-A. Uh, this is an interesting one, WISA, because they have a reverse split coming. Uh, or it actually was already initiated. So they're up at like the $11 range. Um, and it was a 100, one for 100 share split. Um, the algorithm has you out, doesn't have you in. It's at 1179. Um, the, the MACD is kind of crossing. Uh, the, the RSI is no man's land. But the reverse split, just be careful. The reason they did a reverse split is to not get delisted. So that's the only reason. Beyond me. Uh, is another short squeeze, B-Y-N-D. P-B-L-A. Uh, this is one that that I think Charlie believes could be huge. Panabala, um, Panbala Therapeutics. Uh, there is a gap here between $1.70 and $2.66. There was a reverse split, one for 40. Back here on January 13th, your RSI is as low as it could be. Read up, do your due diligence, this could be a short squeeze that comes back up here to $3. Um, but remember, rule number one is don't listen to a douche on the internet. Do not listen to a douche on the internet. Uh, do your due diligence and, and learn this stuff. Learn this stuff. Uh, the other ones are GTII and CTRD. Um, Samsung announced their earnings today, and they announced a record slowdown in mobile phones and PCs. So Apple, I mentioned it before, Apple is reporting on Thursday. Uh, the one kind of, remember Google, Android, uh, their number one phones are Samsung's. So if Samsung says, hey, uh, our phones are being sold less, it either means Android phone, you know, cheaper Android phones are being sold uh, or, um, you know, maybe phones are just not being upgraded in the cycle that we expected. Um, COVID did bring, Apple even said COVID brought uh, some things. So if you believe this, if you believe this, and I am not one that would short Apple, the only reason I would look to buy AAPD is because you're getting this button hook that I talk about all the time. That MACD looks like it's crossing up. The uh, RSI is at 38, and AAPD is the only short that I know that's traded on the NYSE. If you guys have another symbol, let me know. I will, I will cover it. I will look at it. This one, 
Uh, the algorithm makes you 9%. Buying and holding makes you 8%. This is a levered ETF. I would not, not hold this one uh, like you think that you're, you're buying Apple. You are not buying Apple. You are shorting Apple. This actually has no asset value whatsoever. They will take a ton of fees from this thing. There is a gap here between 28 and 29. You're trading at 27 right now. The only reason, and, and most of the listeners know, I hold a ton of Apple, uh, multi-million p- portfolio, uh, 40% of this stuff is in Apple. I think it's between 30 and 40. I don't know. But it's a lot of Apple. I sold my first Apple on a tax loss harvesting uh, in December. My average share price for my sale was somewhere in the neighborhood of $4 a share. That shows you how long I've traded it. I posted on the private fate on, on I'm sorry on Instagram last night. There was a tweet a tweet of a, a classic thing. You guys may not be old enough to know who Regis is. Regis and Kelly, I think. You know Kelly and Ryan this morning. Um, well, when the iPhone first came out, uh, they were mocking it, mocking it. Boomers mocking the iPhone. Um, let that be your first lesson. And if they had not mocked it and bought the stock, that was 2004. Crazy, crazy good. Um, But AAPD, the only reason I would buy this is not to hold it. It would be to hedge against my position. That's the only reason I would do it. Uh, Weekly stock pick. His stock pick this week is CAT, C-A-T. I bought it 263. It is at 251. They reported earnings, strong earnings. But kind of like I had said yesterday when we traded this one on YouTube Live, uh, I don't mind holding this one. Uh, I bought a very small amount. I think it was two shares. So it's like $500. It's not a lot of money for me. Um, I bought this one because uh, Weekly Stock Pick, if you don't know him on Twitter, just look up weekly my weekly stock. Um, we can look up here. Let's look my weekly stock. Um because he has a newsletter that you should absolutely 100% subscribe to. You can just click on that Substack right there and subscribe to it. Uh, his performance has been phenomenal this year. Phenomenal. Um, he gives you all kinds of recaps um, and, and things of that sort. So uh, I think you should subscribe to him. This is his pick this week. I think he's lost one uh, one so far of, of the five or six weeks that we've been in this year. Um, okay, UPS uh, earnings, they're up uh, in pre-market. Uh, UPS, they uh, announced profits, but lower shipping amounts. So actual shipments for the uh, holiday were down, uh, but they were able to do a higher prices. So they made more money based on higher prices. It's trading at 182. It's up a little bit today, 1.89%. Uh, they proved, approved a $5 billion share back deal. Um, Snap reports tonight. This is an interesting one because we will find out uh, how the ad business is and how Snap has done. Uh, the algorithm got you in at 867 on December 23rd. You're at 1123. You've got all the confirmation in the world going into earnings. The RSI is super high at 72. There is a gap here um, between 1226 and 1243. Another gap that goes all the way up to 16. 
followed by another gap that goes all the way up to 21. This is a company that, are they making money? Let's take a look. Um, I think they are making money. Uh, no, their forward PE is 33. So they are still super expensive. You're up 23% year to date. Uh, it is 73% below its 52-week high. It is 51% above its 52-week low. But you can see on this chart, it is just crazy, crazy. It's made a double bottom here at about $7. That would be the buy. Uh, if it comes back down to $7, I would be buying all day long at $7. But here at 11 going into earnings with that RSI so high, you're really rolling the dice, but it will be a good, um, a good kind of uh, vision on Pinterest, which I think reports later. Let's see, pins. Um, Pinterest is the one. Elliott Management took a position in Pinterest, and ever since then, it's just been on a skyrocket. Their earnings are coming up February sixth, uh, and you're seeing that the the MACD is a little bit high. The RSI is at fifty. It's got this ascending wedge uh, triangle. Uh, it is above its 200-day, which is at 24. It's trading at 26. I wouldn't buy into this one, uh, but we will find out more tonight. You could expect if Snap uh, is positive and things are good, you could expect Pinterest to be up as well. Just kind of saying that. Uh, United Healthcare. I have been pounding the sand that at uh, under 500, you buy it. It's been at 485. It is over 500. It is up 3% today. Anybody else get in? This is one buy and hold. Uh, I will sell it when it gets above the 200-day probably because I'll be able to buy it, I think, back down here. Um, healthcare was one of the largest segments uh, that grew last year along with energy. So don't expect it to be a huge grower this year. Uh, there are certain stocks that will grow. This one in particular is expensive. The reason I got in is because I don't mind holding it. I really don't mind holding this one. Uh, if you tell me that it's down at 480 again, am I upset? No, I'm just buying more. It's a super well-run company. But when you look at this one, UNH, um, the PE is 2022. Uh, for instance, you look at another one in the healthcare space, Cigna, which is managed healthcare, 14 PE, 1.44. Uh, this one year to date is down 6.33%. UNH, let's look at UNH. They are down 8% year to date. Uh, it has a 1.36% dividend. So uh, I like this one. Again, over 500, you kind of look to sell it. Under 500, I think you look to buy it. Uh, let's look at some of the scans. We went over DRV. There are some other uh, triple levered uh, ETFs that went kind of crossed up as well. SPXU which is a three times levered uh, against the S&P. And you can clearly see there's a gap here between 17 and 18. You're trading at 14.55. The cross-up was at 14.66. My opinion, even though it crossed up and the algorithm could make you some money, uh, you have 36 positions within 1,000 candles. Um, you win 17% of the time. So it's kind of like a one in five. Roll of the dice. Your average win, though, is 12%. If you think this is a win and you could go up and cover that gap, um, take it. But my suggestion, we got Wednesday, tomorrow, Fed. We got Thursday, tech earnings. Uh, and then we have Friday, jobs report. Between those three things, if you see the Fed come out and we all of a sudden crash, 
this one's going to skyrocket. If you see earnings come out weak with the tech sector on Thursday, this one could skyrocket. If you see the jobs report being super strong and Powell said we're going to focus on the job market, this one could be super strong. So SPXU is three times. If you want something that's a little less risky, SDS, which is two times levered. Uh, This one also had a cross up at 41.99. The 50 day is still moving down. You got the same kind of gap up there. It's just two times levered instead of three times levered. So uh, one that was interesting and I wanted to look at is General Dynamics. This is a defense company. It has been beaten down. Uh, They announced earnings on January 24th. They had a pretty good earnings. Um, It is below the 200 day. It's got a gap up here between um, 250 is kind of the top gap. I wouldn't expect that to be hit anytime soon. Um, But what I I really wanted to take a look at was uh, the weekly on this one. Because, uh, and I was, when I was doing the scans on YouTube live, I was like, okay, how long has this one really been below the 50 day? And, and what does it do when it gets below the 50 day? Well, you can see, uh, here in 2018, that's kind of when the rates were raising and, and Congress was talking about cutting costs. Then it rose back up above the 200 day. Then you had COVID and it just got killed until we started spending on stuff other than COVID. And when the vaccines came out, you saw this one move up. You had the Golden Cross. Uh, this was selling at about 176 when the Golden Cross happened. And that 50-day has been moving up ever since. The past couple of times, July, when you had a pullback on the S&P, this one pulled back under the 200-day. Immediately went back up. Uh, October, where you had the S&P lows, this one pulled below the, the, two, the 50-day, immediately pulled back up. That's why I bring this one up is not only do you have the gap in the algorithm, but you're below that 50-day on the weekly. So it could be if you wanted to get into the defense sector, because this one crossed up, it might be a good idea to get into this one. If you're not in in the defense sector, I'm not personally buying this one. I don't particularly think that um, buying something that's dependent on uh, killing machines and and doing that stuff, it's not something I want to invest in. You can see... Uh, the spike in earnings, you're kind of seeing the dovetail on the earnings kind of take off downward. Uh, but I think you have put in this base at about 220 here, uh, between 220 and 230. So GD is one. Uh, I scan the energy sector, and one that came up is one that I have recommended before. I think this is a Tom stock. BTU uh, is one. 2782 is the buy in. You're clearly using this 200 day at about 26 as its support level. Uh, It is expensive. Their earnings are coming up February 10th. It's got a really good dividend from what I remember. Um, No, it has no dividend. This is Peabody. Uh, The PE is three. Year to date, you're up 3%. One year in this one, you're up 144%. Earnings per share this year up 115%. They're only expected to grow 4%. This one could be back down into 20 range. It is super high up there as far as when you go to a weekly. Um, so it, it, it's gotten the benefit of being a coal company where energy is just at a, a, a kind of a peak where you're seeing uh, prices. You know, China's down on coal. China needs more coal. Peabody's selling more coal. They're able to use their price um, supply and demand 
to increase their prices. So they're making more money. Does it have a huge um, growth factor to it? No, not at all. But BTU is one that I think it's put in this, this, um, this, this uh, bottom at about 20. So 27 is not hugely expensive, uh, but just realize that his 52-week high is 33. So your, your tops, if you get back to a crazy, crazy, um, you know, hey, coal is short, uh, we're selling more, we're making more money, $33 could be it. Uh, June, 20, June uh, 22 was the last uh, analyst hold to buy. They, uh, Jeffries puts a 25, moves it from a 25 to a $36 price point. October 21 was the uh, one below that. Really doesn't make any sense to look at those price targets, but that's around $16 and $22. So it's right there around that other than Jeffries of June of last year. So you can read these stories on, um, on Finviz Insiders. Insiders have not been buying, which always scares the F out of me. So January, you've had some fairly big sales, nothing huge, um, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars, not millions. But in December, Elliott Management, Elliott Management, which just took a ton of stake in Pinterest, said, hey, we're taking our money and take, getting out. This is hundreds of millions of dollars of sale. So do with it what you want. I typically follow a little bit of the, the, the money. I think you could trade this one. Uh, I don't think this is a long-term hold. Just my opinion. Uh, there was some talk of Tesla. Tesla is up today, 168. Uh, it does have this uh, kind of button hook that's happening. You've got this gap here at 146 to 154 uh, with GM saying, hey, 2023 is going to be a record. That's probably why you're getting a bounce in Tesla. Honest to God. It's the only reason. You could go to the 200-day at about 197. A few days ago, it was over 200. Um, you could get that, but that MACD is so high up there. It's getting that button hook. The RSI is at 70. Uh, I wouldn't buy into this rally. I'd probably wait until you get down. The 50-day has started to turn positive. So the rally has some legs on it. You're still above that, that nine day, which means you have confirmation. Uh, if you wanted to short this one, TSLQ uh, is the short of this one. Um, if you think that button hook is just too big and, hey, I want to short this, TSLQ, look at that MACD. It's down below the oscillator and it's turning back positive. The, the algorithm does not have you in there. There is a gap above between 60 and 63. You're trading at $54. That would be the one where if you think Tesla is going down, uh, the only warning that I have for anybody that thinks Tesla is just too expensive based on PE is Tesla has been expensive on the PE ever since it kind of came on the market. And, and anybody that's tried to short this has lost billions of dollars, um, billions of dollars they've lost. They have been wrong just based on the PE. And everybody has been wrong based on the PE. Here you are back in 2018. I bought my car uh, right here where the stock was at 21. I'm, I'm what, six times? Um, what? No, uh, like eight times. Eight times where it was. And, and that's, that's cheap because shit, you were up at 25, which is what, 20 times? Um, 10 times? Somewhere around there? Yeah, 10 times. So, you know, m my point is do not underestimate Tesla's room to grow. The, uh, the retail 
has been huge in this. And when retail starts to buy this, um, that's when you see a ton of volume come into the market. These options have displaced uh, most options. I think it's the most traded option um, outside of SPY uh, on the market right now. Look at the volume. I mean, the volume is driving the price up. And most of that is retail. It's not big money. Your RSI was down here at 17. Should have bought at 100. Uh, you'd be at 170 right now. So my, my, that, that's my, uh, um, my warning on Tesla. I think I covered everything. 40 minutes. Pretty good. Uh, if you made it this far, um, make sure that you hit the five stars if you're on Spotify. If you're on Apple Podcasts, just rate me. Go into the library. Put a rating in there. Uh, I don't think I have a lot of ratings, but it would help. Um, and if you listen this far, there's no reason not to do five stars. If I make you money, remember, tipping me is like tipping a bartender. If I make you money, throw me a couple bucks. I don't need like, you know, hundreds of dollars. And if you don't have the money, do not tip me. I'd rather you spend the money on yourself. Um, but if I made you money and, and, and you like the content, throw me a bone. Uh, if you want TrendSpider, I cannot recommend this enough. TrendSpider is the way I learned. TrendSpider is, is such a great tool. I'll have that video up on how to use TrendSpider. I think that could convince you. 25% uh, off using code DSP25. I will give you my algorithm, uh, which is a backtesting strategy. Doesn't predict future, uh, but it does help um, give you a guidance of the past. So if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. If you want to join our private Facebook group, uh, I've got some fun stuff in there. I'm going to be trading on YouTube live. Uh, join the, by the way, if you're listening on the podcast, there's a link tree down below. You can go to that link tree. Just go to the YouTube. It's a gentleman's agreement. If you've listened this far um, and you've already rated me, go to the YouTube channel and just hit subscribe. Just hit subscribe. Gentleman's agreement. I give you guys all of these stocks. I don't charge you. Uh, I just posted in the private Facebook group. Some guy is charging $400 for his Discord group. And he's got a ton, a ton of subscribers, which makes he's making a fortune. I'm never going to charge you guys for a group or anything like that. Um, no, no. I mean, TrendSpider, the reason why I, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing TrendSpider is because you can become a good enough investor slash trader using TrendSpider. It's a tool. I'm not selling you a Discord chat where you rely on me. When I go on vacation, I'm going to work Major League Soccer this summer. I won't be around. I won't be doing uh, some uh, podcast every day. Maybe I'll take a couple days off to go hiking. Um, maybe I'll take a vacation. Last year, I went on a cruise. I didn't do the freaking podcast. I had people complaining to me. Well, you know what? You're going to complain again. If you get TrendSpider, you're completely covered. You can do your own podcast. So that's the difference between me and a Discord group. Um, I'm, I'm going to charge you for tools, not necessarily just a, a, a trigger system like Kramer does. Uh, wow, General Motors is up at $40. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm done with the podcast. If you want, tune in on YouTube Live um, you know, every day. You can just scroll in. Uh, we're about an hour in right now. So, And if you're on YouTube Live, just hit the thumbs up. Okay, take care, guys.